When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. We've got an awesome show today. Um, we're doing our game reaction show for the Titans and Chiefs game. An absolute show of first-half dominance by the Tennessee Titans. We've got a quick game recap, then we'll talk some of the key players from the game, and we'll get into some of our usual segments that we do on the show. But Tyler, go ahead and tell everyone how they can support the podcast. Guys, it's simple. Go check out our merch. Shirts, hoodies, phone cases, stickers, all kinds of different stuff. All you have to do is go to titans Time dot my shopify dot com slash collections slash all and check it out you know let us know and let us know if there's anything else you would like to see added to the store that you might be interested in just reach out to us tanner will tell you our socials here in a minute you can reach out to us there and another way is you if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast on apple podcast spotify make sure you're following the podcast Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. We love the interaction. If you're watching on YouTube, talking to you right now, scroll down. That subscribe button, is it red? If so, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications. If you like the video, go ahead and hit that thumbs up and let us know you like the video. We really appreciate it. Share the video. All football fans, we love the interaction, love talking football. And go down, leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts on this just completely dominating game by the Titans. Also, make sure that you're with us on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, Titans time. And on Instagram, Titans time podcast. All right, so we've got the 27-3 to win here um, on Sunday from the Titans over the Chiefs that once dominated the NFL. Yep. And, and just to put into perspective, we're recording on Monday. Right, so we've yeah, had yeah. a day to kind of think about it. And, you know, wish we could have recorded yesterday to just keep that same energy. I'm going to need you to be bringing a little bit more energy now. We absolutely dominated the Chiefs yesterday. Come on now. Listen, Get listen, a little bit hype. Here's my thing. Okay, definitely excited about this game. Still a long road ahead of the team here. It is, but you can enjoy because we can't forget that this is this is the team that is not far removed from being the the first win for the New York Jets. See why why do you have to bring that negativity? So now let's now we can bring back the positive (laughs) vibe and continue on um, into the game. Go ahead and, and give us a little quick recap about how this game went. So I mean, it was pretty much just a first half game. I mean, everything that happened essentially happened in the first half. And you kind of laid out the game plan for the Titans as far as, 
how to start the game. Granted, it wasn't by the Titans choosing to receive the ball. Chiefs won the coin toss. They deferred. But the Titans got the ball, and the only thing you got wrong about them starting out with the ball is you said, dominate the clock. Just keep Mahomes over there on the sideline for as long as you can. I mean, the first drive, the Titans went eight plays in like four minutes and scored a touchdown. I guess the Chiefs were a (laughs) bit easier to move the ball on than what, you know, I was expecting. but. But we have to talk about that first touchdown because everyone knew coming into this game how bad the Chiefs defense was, especially against the run. And not gonna lie, they done a decent job against Derrick Henry. Not his best day. I believe it was like twenty nine carries for eighty six yards. So not his best day at all. But he he heard that uh the MVP award is just like a quarterback award. So he decided to get in on the passing touchdowns. And just, I think uh, Mike Keith called it the uh, king cat <laughs> offense. And he took the direct snap, ran up to the line, and just threw a dot to Michael Pruitt for the touchdown. I don't know how I would call it a dot. It was right, a little look, bit more of a Tim Tebow type pass. But, okay. Was it where the defense couldn't get to it? I mean, we're, we're defenders. D- your definition and my definition of uh, throwing a oh, dot okay. might be a well, little well, bit different. A dot for a running back. Uh, true. Uh, uh, and look, really, he had two other guys wide open if need be. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, the <laughs> former wide receiver, completely wide open on what would have just been a screen pass. He would have walked into the end zone. Um, but, I mean, all that I have to say about this play is – even though Derrick Henry now has two career passing touchdowns, unless I've missed one somewhere, um, even though he now has two, and they've ran this play probably more than anyone ever expected them to run that specific play, it seems like more of an option kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, At least this time so. it did. This time it did. Um, even Even with all of that, you're not expecting Derrick Henry to throw the ball when he lines up in the Wildcat. As you're, you're not. You're not. You're expecting him to – because they do run that. I mean, I guess in the – relative to how often teams run Wildcat, like they run it with him quite a bit. Right, and i seen where someone said that the Titans need to look back at that play and definitely save it to come, to come back to later on because, again, you had Ryan Tannehill wide open – and I haven't got to go back to watch the game. I don't know who else was standing on in the other corner of the end zone wide open. But if teams look at this on film and they're like, okay, we're going to commit a guy to Tannehill and we need to keep a guy over here, like you said, if it becomes an option at that point of where Henry can decide, okay, I'm going to run it or I'm going to throw it, how do you stop that? Well, I mean, basically what you're saying here is if people start to respect the arm – of the best running back in the NFL, <laughs> you've got a problem because, like, if you're dropping people back to play in coverage when he's taking the snap, he's just going to run it. He's going to run it, and he's going to be the best dual threat quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so, so uh, but I mean, you, you get where I'm coming from here because you have to pick. Okay, do we leave these guys open or do we sell out to stop him? Yeah, I mean, and that's why I, I, you were at the game. I messaged you right after I saw that play, and I said, "I love this play." Yes, it's like it is literally 
Now, you can't abuse it. You can't. You, you have to pick and choose. When right. is the perfect uh, time definitely. to use it? But it works so well. And here's the other reason that, you know, those two guys being open, we haven't seen Derrick Henry, like, if he can actually make the throw over to him. Right. But teams have to question, okay, do we kind of leave that to chance and still just leave those guys open and sell out to stop him, or what do we do? So, because if you make it easy on him and guard those guys, he's going to walk into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's you kind of just have to pick your battle there. Like, are you going to really sell out to stop him and have him throw it over the top, or you're going to let him run in an easy touchdown? Exactly. And after that, the Titans' defense – all banged up in the secondary, everything else. You're looking at all the weapons that the Chiefs have. You're like, man, we're just going to have to you know, keep pouring it on them with our offense. But the defense gets a stop. And kind of like I talked about with the defense, what you have to do is you have to be able to get after Mahomes with four guys and just keep two safeties back. And that's pretty much what the Titans done all game long. And they made the Chiefs punt on their first two drives. I mean, that is the most incredible start that you can ask for against what I still believe to be one of the best offenses in the NFL, even though they've had their struggles. Well, when they're clicking. Yeah, and, and And, and when they're not being, you know, completely handicapped by the other the defense's game plan i mean you could tell at times that what they wanted to do was just completely covered up by the titans and and i mean they did a a great job of doing honestly what we said they needed to come in and do and i'm sure what i mean it's kind of the obvious thing coming into this game because we've sort of seen now what teams have had success with against the chiefs and so I'm sure everybody was saying it coming in. You know, drop everyone back almost. Get after him with four, which they did. And, I mean, you're in business. And I really thought, which we'll touch on this a little bit more later, I thought my bold prediction was going to come true early in the game. You had a good chance for it. Because that first drive when we made on punt, Bud Dupree got back there for his first sack of the season. And it was a strip sack. It just so happened the Chiefs jumped on the ball. Right. But, you know, like I said – we made the Chiefs punt on their first two possessions, and we took advantage of that because it wasn't just a we made them punt and then we went three and out or we ended up giving the ball back. No, we got points from it. We were able to score another touchdown and kick a field goal to take a 17 nothing lead. And I'm talking to some of the other fans around me, like, yes, I'm happy about this 17-point lead, but we got to keep pouring it on them because this offense can score in a hurry. And A.J. Brown was having himself a day yesterday. I believe he finished with like eight catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. And his... Lots of fantasy points. (laughs) Yes, I'm, I'm glad I have him on my fantasy team. But that one catch along the sideline, not the touchdown, you know, watching it in the stadium there, you're looking, you see the ball come out after he hits the ground. You're like, man, I, I don't know. And they show the replay, and you see the guy. Uh, the cornerback couldn't have had any better coverage. I mean, A.J. just had a step on him, 
and Tannehill put the ball right where it needed to be. I mean, just right down in the bread basket. And A.J. took like five steps after he called it, went down, knee hit the ground, and the ball came out after that. And the stadium is going nuts, yelling at Vrabel, like, you better throw the challenge flag. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty obvious once you like, saw the replay. Like, like, if you don't throw the challenge flag, the people are going to riot yeah. in this stadium. Like, it's fixing to turn into a volunteer game with mustard bottles being thrown <laughs> and everything else. Uh, but, you know, refs do the right thing, overturn the call. And then I believe that was um, the drive where, yeah, where A.J. got his touchdown. Yep. And, again, that was just a hell of a play by A.J. to make that catch because the defender was all over him. So, I mean, what what's your thoughts on yeah, I mean, it, it was a little bit. Now, granted, this happens on every single play in the NFL. So, had he not got away with a little bit of a push off there, maybe that that ends up getting knocked out. But still, like an incredible play that he's even able to get himself into a position to catch the ball, still get two feet in, well, and no, like I said, this, that happens on every single play well, in the here, NFL. Here's what I was about to say. Is it really a push-off if he's just trying to, like, turn his body? Like, in the replays that I've seen, it didn't seem like he really extended his arm. And that's where and, you don't get the call. Right, because if he fully extends the arm and pushes the guy, then it's a push-off. But he's he had to completely turn, so all he's really doing is ripping his arm over to get back to the ball. Yeah, and I mean... That's why that type of play, and then you include, I mean, the back shoulder throw, all of that stuff. That's why it is one of the best plays for one-on-one coverage in football. Right. Because and it's literally a legal push-off. Like, that, that's why it's so hard to defend. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like we talked about, Chiefs had to punt, again, punt on their next drive. Titans get the ball, go down, kick a field goal, and we're feeling good, setting 17 nothing. Like, okay, guys, let's let's keep this up. And then just to add even more to it, able to force Mahomes out of the pocket, I believe they had um, 18 pressures on Mahomes yesterday. I mean, the guy was just running around trying to make a play. And when you're down 17 nothing, he started trying to play hero ball. A and- much different game than the AFC Championship game that we oh, saw yeah. where he was literally just doing everything like he was knitting in the pocket he was knitting a, a sweater for after the right. game and he he couldn't do that they were forcing him out of the pocket and didn't let him have a long run like what he did in the afc championship game you know they were able to get over to him he throws the ball down the field david long perfect coverage gets his hand in there to knock the ball up in the air and lo and behold, Rashawn Evans is the guy who's diving in to pick it off. And, I mean, you can't ask for any of a better start to this game yeah, for, than I mean, what the Titans had. I mean, as far as especially this first half went, and really even the second half because they didn't surrender the lead, they didn't let the Chiefs start mounting a comeback, the, the Titans had a complete game. I mean, yeah, there was a mistake in the second half that we'll get to, but they did what they needed to do. And then you have, after that turnover, you have the Derrick Henry effect. And I I do want to dive into this a little bit more 
credit to Austin Stanley from A to Z Sports because he's the one that put this out there. I was able to see it. But given this MV King stat, in the first half, the Titans with Derrick Henry on the field ran play action seven times. Out of those seven times, Ryan Tannehill was six for six on passing for 119 yards and a touchdown. And on the seventh one was when, right after the interception, they're down at the goal line. Henry had got stuffed uh, once. They run the play action. Ryan Tannehill is able to bootleg out and just run in. Could not have had a more clear path to, yeah. to run it in. So you're setting up 24 nothing. And you're like, man, like it, this, I mean, this game, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Like this is just getting better and better. And then you come right back out and force another turnover. Patrick Mahomes, I'd had a little PTSD, not, not going to lie. He was running around. He was starting to make plays. He was, he was running for the first down. Seemed like no one could catch him. I'm like, no, no, (laughs) not, not again. No. And Kevin Byard, after the game, he was talking about, he said, I seen that he just had poor, like, he wasn't taking yeah, care of the he, ball. He didn't have it and he said, in a good position at all. Something that I'm always practicing is, you know, punching at that ball. And he punched it out. I believe it was uh, Matthias Farley who recovered it. And you're Not set- to be confused with Caleb Farley. No, mm-hmm. not to be confused. <laughs> <laughs> but... The Titans take every opportunity that they have, get that turnover, kick another field goal before half, and they're up 27 to nothing at halftime. Which, as far as the action goes, was about it. We'll talk a little bit more about the second half, but first, I do want to take a look back at our best bets that we had um, for this game. Uh, And this segment, Best Bets, is brought to you by DraftKings, unofficial sports betting partner of the NFL. NFL fans, football fans, anybody that has a pulse, okay? I told you about it before this week. You'll have the same offer coming up this next week. Um, Do you need a big win this week? I mean, everybody could use a big win. You know what I'm saying? DraftKings Sportsbook, once again, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. I mean, really, it's that simple and it's that easy. I mean, and, I mean we gave you some games for this past week. I about that- to say, we say this is not betting advice from us, but the two games that we gave, You'd have won $200 you, in free bets. Exactly. And all you have to do is use promo code TPPN. If the sports book is not available in your state yet, DraftKings, they're not going to leave you empty-handed. There's still an opportunity for you to play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Once again, on that app as well, promo code TPPN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 sorry, on any NFL team to win their game, and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. 
with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And come back later this week for our Titans at Colts game preview. And again, we'll look through all the NFL games. Not going to give betting advice. Not going to tell you that, hey, if you put your money on this team, you're going to win. But we will tell you what we're going to be betting for that. Yeah, we're going to look at all these games and we're going to say who we feel like we would put our money on and see how it goes again. Absolutely. So, Uh, go go ahead. I'll take it over from here. Um, Caught my breath now. Um, I was in a bad spot before this week (laughs) uh, mentioning that I was two of eight uh, so far this season. I needed a big win. Um... Put two more bets out there, under 57 and a half, and then Derrick Henry and Daryl Williams to score a touchdown. For one, Derrick Henry's passing touchdown doesn't even count, and then Daryl Williams did not score. That one was a miss. I did uh, hit. Note, I hope you didn't bet on any Chiefs player to score. Because... Yeah, yeah. Um, little spoiler alert yeah. in the second half, in case you didn't watch the game and you're just kind of relying on us. Um, don't know if anybody does that, by the way. but you know. If you do, hey, thank you. <laughs> Um, we appreciate it. But then uh, I, I did hit on the under 57 and a half because, well, the, the Chiefs helped me out there. Um, so <laughs> that bumps me up now to three uh, three out of 10, correct? So, so you're sitting at 30%. Sitting at 30%, which is not great. No, it. I mean, I, I can't lie to you. It's <laughs> not. You know, even NBA uh, point guards and shooting guards are averaging better than 30% on their threes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we still have the rest of the season to determine who it, is the better better. It, so. That is true. And my two bets, I had Derrick Henry over 117 and a half yards. <clears throat> he had a... I, had, I bet that one too because I was so confident. In I, oh, I did too. But by the time I bet on it, it had already went up to 118 and a half. And yeah, I, I, got, I, was, it at, I got it at 119. But, um, I mean, even then, we were still very confident in this and i have to be honest i'm sure that uh i met up with titans rossi and the power hour before the game we went and checked out the uh two-tone blue nation tailgate that you want a tailgate experience you need to go there it is it's crazy okay but uh you know we done we did a little video before the game I don't know if Rossi's going to be showing it. I know he's going live tonight again. We're recording as of Monday. I don't know if he's going to show it in that. And I can't help but feel like I messed up because we gave our score predictions and everything in there. And he just asked for another little prediction. And you and you did it, didn't you? you <laughs> oh my. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I said that I felt like Derrick Henry was going to break a 1,000 you know, he was going to hit that thousand yard mark for the season in the game. And after I said it and after the game, I got to thinking about it. I was like, yep, said I wasn't going to do it. I messed up and did it. He had 86 yards. Like, so anyway, getting back to our best bets. I didn't hit on that. Don't, don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> remember, we're on camera right now. <laughs> uh, but my other bet was that. 
Patrick Mahomes. Carrie, over. make sure you cut this out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mahomes over half an interception. I I just chose the wrong one of my bets to bet on because Mahomes over half an interception was plus 105. I'd have come out with more money than I would have if Henry would have hit his yards. So and you also went one of two. I, on, I did go on one of two, but that still puts me at 50%. Yep, five out of ten. Um, which is, I mean, which when it comes to betting, that's that's not terrible. That's I mean, not bad. You, you want to hit on a little bit more than that because of the juice. But um, what kind of juice? Well, what what the sports books? <laughs> ta- I, I'm pretty sure that's the correct term. Anyways, reg- regardless, um, what the sports books take out. I mean, that you know, they take out a little bit out of the bets to you know make it a little inter- interesting <laughs> for them. Um, and so. I think uh, I can't remember what the exact number is, but like on typical point spread bets, I think if you're hitting about fifty four percent or better, you can consider that profitable, roughly. Um, but anyways, uh, that's it for the best bets segment. Once again, presented to you by DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So yeah, we'll kind of just quickly recap the second half because not a lot happened. Not a lot. I mean. Um, there was only three points scored in the second half, and that happened. To be honest like, with you, I missed some of the third quarter. <laughs> it was a little bit of a snooze fest. Well, I'm just going to tell you, eight minutes left in the game, and Chiefs fans were exiting the stadium. I, I could see it. I would, If it weren't for just being so, I don't know, happy about the way that this game went as a Titans fan, if I were there, I would have – sort of been considering it by the time it got to you know four or five minutes left i would be like okay this is nothing nothing happening here much no look you when you have a win like that against one of these teams that is considered a top team in the afc you're staying until the clock hits zero and you know just keeping the stadium bumping true (laughs) that's true i mean and but again like i said the chiefs come out kicked a field goal right after half and I felt like that was the start to the second half that the Titans needed. Don't let them go down, score a touchdown, hold them to a field goal. And Byard said in his interview after the game, hey, whenever they kicked that field goal, I went, I gathered all the defense up and was like, no more points. They're, they're not scoring again. And it's funny because they had a chance at another field goal. And I had watched uh, – Harrison uh, Butker, yep. it, I'd watched him warm up before the game, and the way that he was kicking to, he had tried a 60-yarder. It was short, hit the goalpost, bounced back. Then he backed up even further and tried like a 62-yarder. It was short and to the side. So I knew he was having trouble kicking going that way. And sure enough, he missed his second kick. I was like, this is exactly what we needed. But what kind of kickers are you used to just drilling 60 yarders all the time? But what I'm saying is, if you have a guy that's practicing. Because I know you're not used to good kickers, but neither one of us <laughs> used to good kickers. Hey, don't be down in fat Randy. Now. Hey, he's, he's actually kind of been killing it lately. So. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, because I'm wanting to say it was like a 50 something yarder that they had. Uh, the Chiefs attempted them missed. But the thing that got me when he was doing his warm-ups is you just realized you were short from 60. 
but you're backing up to 62. Like, that, you see what I'm saying now? Like, what uh, no, kind of sense? No, definitely. But like, it, if I can make a 60-yarder, I try it, and I'm short, more than likely I'm going to scoot up to get my confidence back up of, okay, I can hit this. Maybe that's why you're not an NFL kicker. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the training program is. <laughs> but. but then after they kicked that field goal, let's be honest, the Titans didn't score in the second half, but they were driving on their first drive. They, they had a chance, and it just so happened. I didn't, I didn't technically see it. But. Well, just to fill you in, they they have been throwing to Darrington Evans more on this drive. Was glad and, to see him back. By yeah, the way. I, I was too. And there, the Titans had a crosser coming coming across. I can't remember. I think it was Evans, and they had ran this play. I think a couple of times or something similar. And the Chiefs defensive lineman just he was rushing, and then he dropped back at the last second. I feel like if Tannehill would have the the offensive line opened up some and there was a gap that he could have threw to it would have been to his right he could have threw it right through there to Evans instead he waited a little bit longer and tried to throw it over uh the left tackle and whenever he did that the chiefs defensive lineman just jumped up and picked it off so really the only error by Tannehill on the day and after that that was pretty much it. it was I mean, just let's we we got to see the return of the MVP, the most valuable punter, and Kern just absolutely killed it. Two punts on the day, and both punts put the Chiefs inside the five yard. You know, line. when I f- I actually did not even realize that Kern was back for one because the Titans didn't have to punt much up right. until they did, so. I sort of catch the first punt as I was, I I, I think I was like fixing a plate to eat or something, but I I catch the first punt and I was like, man, this is a solid punt. Like, (laughs) okay. You're like, okay, Townsend. Yeah. I was like, this dude is, what the heck? And then they get the ball back. I can't remember if it was exactly the next possession. I feel like it was because it was pretty close together. Um, Yeah. So they punt, then. The Chiefs had a turnover on downs, and then the Titans ran five plays and punted again. And then, you know, I, I didn't really – like, it's not something that I just, like, look for when they're trotting out there because typically it's the same person week in, week out. Right. I'm not just like, oh, who's punting today? But, you know – If you would have been paying attention last week, you would have seen that they uh, waved Townsend and – Well, I mean – Activated Kern. Some things I miss uh, every now and then. Um, but – I see another really good punt, and I'm like, what is happening? Okay, so I go, and that's when I finally realize that Kern is back, and I'm like, well, this makes sense. So, And I'm just going to tell you, the first punt was good. Like, he put it out of bounds, so it was good. That second punt was amazing because he put the the perfect amount of backspin on it to where it didn't go crazy coming back up the field, it just hit and stopped. Yep. And I was like, okay, this, you know, this game, that's why I said even when the Titans weren't scoring, just overall this was the most complete and best game 
that they have probably played this year in every aspect of the game. I, I think I would agree. And then just kind of towards the end of the game, Titans had most of their starters out on defense. They force another fumble, which I do want to hit on. Mahomes did get hurt before the Titans' last punt. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, just unfortunate, took a shot to the head from Simmons' thigh slash knee. Hopefully looked a lot more severe than what it actually was. Well, apparently, I mean, it looked like he was knocked out on the field. Like, you, he just had it that look like about him. he and, didn't even know where he was right, when he was walking off the field. Here's the crazy thing. Still don't know how this is the case. He had to be helped off the field. And you're like, okay, this is a concussion. Easily. After the game, like a couple of hours after the game, before Sunday night football even comes on, it comes out that he's already cleared concussion protocol. So don't know how, because I'm telling you, you know, we're because they, they need a win. That's yeah. how <laughs> we're, you know, we're not like right on the field as far as our seats, like not first row, but looking at it, you could tell that he was dazed and just not that like something was not right yeah absolutely so i i don't know how he's already cleared it he was talking to the media after the game and he he did seem fine yeah i i I don't know one of those freak things it seems like but you know they they let the backup come in i believe it was uh is it heineke or no it's i don't know why i thought that's from a completely different nfl team henny chad henny that's why you're talking washington football yeah i I, I blanked there from it. I knew it started with an H. So, but the he starts kind of driving down the field on the Titans. Somewhat, but, yeah. You know, hey, Byard said, don't let them score. Force a fumble, garbage time turnover, but Titans recover it, take a knee in the game, get out of here with a 27 to 3 win against the Chiefs and from a fantasy aspect I actually needed Tyreek Hill to score out there but <laughs> he wasn't even on the field and, when they fumbled hey, so I, I'm just going to tell you you can see his speed on TV and everything you see it in person and when he starts running away from these guys and it's just it, it, it's crazy like <laughs> dude is the fastest man in the NFL and that's I don't know. According, fact. according to uh, Next Gen Stats, as of right now, Derrick Henry is the fastest ball carrier. Yeah, but when has Tyreek Hill actually had an opportunity to completely just open up? I, I don't know that he ever really does, yeah, to be honest I mean, with you. Even I think he gets like that five to seven yard gap when he's running away from guys. And I think he just kind of lets up yeah just like, slows I, down I don't something. know that he actually hits full speed I, there's probably a lot of truth to that um but yeah i mean that's pretty much how the game went ended up 27 to 3 titans win they improved to 5 and 2 which if you had told me that after the jets game i would have slapped you in the face actually <laughs> um but let's get into uh We'll each pick one from offense and one from defense, some key performers from this game, and I'll let you go first offensively. Offensively, A.J. Brown. I mean, dude was – he is back. 
There, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt he, about he it. He played a great game. It, he's back. He was doing what he normally does. And just, I mean, being a great receiver and really making the most of teams selling out to try and stop Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to try to get this pulled up right quick because I want to make sure I'm going to get it right. Um, I'm going to go with here, and this is going to be a little um, – what, what this is not going to be the anyone that you would have thought that I would have picked. But I'm going to go with my guy, Josh Reynolds. <laughs> three catches for 23 yards assuming that's his best performance of the season so far uh, i don't think it um, is but no 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 because you had that game where aj and julio were yeah. both out um but hey even with th- those two guys playing this week he still was able to get some action i thought early on he was getting involved pretty well and i mean made a couple of good plays See, that were key to some drives i I don't think he played bad by any means. But if you were going to go with a guy that was kind of under the radar, I wish you would have went with McNichols, who here's the reason why. The Titans were backed up on their goal line after the Chiefs' first punt. The first punt, we didn't even talk about. Mason Kenzie, actually on the active roster. And I know a lot of people were giving him hell over the Chiefs' first punt. He let it bounce. It went down inside the five, but you never know how those are going to bounce. Yeah. And why take a chance of messing up, touching the ball, not getting a good grip on it, and the Chiefs recovering. But down on their own goal line, third and long, they run that screen to McNichols, first down. So, I mean, just... Every time, it seems like all hope is lost on the third and long, and then somehow McNichols is able to slip out, catch that screen pass, and pick up the first down for us. Yeah, he he's like the king of third and long for the Titans right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, seriously. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Josh Reynolds just because there's a little bit of bias there because I was very high on him coming into the season. I'm really surprised. I know you're not a jersey guy, but I'm surprised that you haven't like went and bought a Josh Reynolds jersey. Just because you've you've really been so high on him, so like it, for one, if I was a Jersey guy and he had he was on like a longer deal, would probably be who I would get. I'll tell you whose Jersey you probably need to be looking at, Elijah Moulton. And that that's another good one. But before I get to mine, I'll let you throw out your uh, defensive player. Of the okay. game. All right. Let me. Um, I'm not. I haven't put a lot of thought into who I was going to pick for this one. Um, but I'll throw out Danico Autry because he made some great okay. plays. I, I, I like that. Autry was getting back there. I mean, I've seen a lot of people say it. I completely agree with them. A plus free agent signing. Yeah. I think uh, even with the signing of Bud Dupree, until we see a little bit more from him. I would say he's been the best acquisition. Well, Bud Dupree, he's on a, a long deal. Yeah. And coming off that injury that he had, the ACL, kind of come back a little too soon, he looks better. Yeah, definitely. Now. Definitely. And, you know, I could I could go with Kevin Byard for this. I mean, he's just he's still playing out of his mind, doing his thing, forcing turnovers, 
But the guy I'm going to go with is going to be David Long. Yeah. I mean, to me, he's been like behind Bayard. He's just been one of the most consistent guys. And that's the guy that I was going to tell you who, if you want to look at a jersey, you might want to consider a David Long jersey. You know, we really at some point need – we don't even need to go back. You can just take my word for it because I know it's true. I was so high on David Long when we first started this podcast. You were. We both – I mean – We we actually both were. Yeah, I I remember that because it was the episode where we talked about – I believe we talked about under-the-radar players for the upcoming season. Now, this would have been before last season. Yes. And – uh, that's like getting in early, early, early on the David Long hop train. And, I mean, we did the same thing for Amani Hooker, who, unfortunately, this year he's been having injuries. But, I mean, Long is kind of having the season we thought Hooker <laughs> would have, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but David Long is just constantly flying around to the ball, making tackles. How many tackles did he have? Uh, this game he had six um with two assists but I mean you go back to his last couple of games and he's just he's going crazy oh, yeah. I mean and had that pass deflection that Rashawn Evans got to pick off see and the, the thing was the the game script the way it went did not really give him a lot of opportunities to get tackles and then my what is one of my favorite moments now from this game is you have and we didn't even hit on this earlier but you have Crookshank who is covering uh Travis Kels because apparently it's not Kelsey it's Kels um and Kels gets up looking for a flag feels like he got held down he he's yelling at the ref oh he's holding me doing this right here and then you see David Long behind him, mocking him. Kelsey turns around and sees it. And then he turns back to the ref, and he's even more pissed off. I'm like, Travis, Kelsey's fixing to get thrown out of the game early. Like, yes, keep it up, guys. That was one of the funniest moments I've seen so far this season. So, I mean, just to do that and get in uh, Travis Kelsey's head, <laughs> like, that that's enough for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know that you're going to run through uh, some of the bold predictions, score predictions that we had. So I actually um, – I need to go back here. Because do we have anyone get one right? I do not believe so. Um, a lot of people said – Certainly no score predictions right because nobody oh no, had a no, three no, no. for the um, – I have to look here because I did mess up on my wife's bold prediction because apparently she did actually put uh, something different than just Henry's yards. Um, so, yeah, let me find that here right quick. This sounds like collusion. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it it's not. I just I flat out miss it. And... <laughs> She actually did get her bold prediction right. I, I have it right here. You can go look at the Twitter. Four days Four ago. Four days ago. Said, bold prediction, Mahomes won't pass for more than 300 I actually, yards. I do, I do remember seeing that, actually, before the game. So And score prediction, 
didn't get right, but she thought Henry would rush for 250 this game. But, I mean, that officially gives her the lead on bold prediction because this is the first time in Mahomes' career where he was held under 250 yards passing and without a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Derrick Henry had more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean... And so, I mean, I have to give it to her. I would have never thought that that would have been the case with a banged-up secondary for the Titans. But, yeah, she she got it right. Everyone else. Um, and this see. week's bobblehead was I, – I said Wycheck was this week's. No. Yeah, Wycheck <laughs> yeah, was you this said week's bobblehead. Hey, don't push down on his head so hard. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – <laughs> You're gonna get that defensive over the bobbleheads. Look, I know you don't like the bobbleheads, but next week whoa. this one. If I had to pick a favorite, it would actually be this one. Uh, the Chris Johnson one is the one that we'll be giving away. So get your bold predictions <laughs> in. I feel like me saying that has actually boosted the the, the odds a little bit. The, no, the amount uh, of the amount oh. of bold predictions that we're getting. <laughs> well, sorry everyone, you're not getting my bobbleheads. It, it took a while to build that up. Um, but we have this is what's crazy uh stark teak on twitter i uh, hope i'm saying that right said bold prediction titans defense three turnovers but the where he messed up was he also added in henry 200 yards and aj and julio over 100 receiving yards which you have to give credit for the fact that that's probably the most bold prediction that we've seen in well, I don't know that I would this season. This season, uh, possibly, and but yeah, that was that was it for really what was like really close and what hit. And I have to give credit to my wife because, and I'm sorry that I did not actually mention her bold prediction on the preview. She did correct me when helping or when actually editing our video and adding all that in. We have the little pop-ups that tells everyone's bold prediction. She made sure to put it on there. So, I mean, I, I have to give it to her. Well, it's documented then. Oh, so. oh it's documented. It's on Twitter. I mean, yeah. it, it's out there on the yeah. internet. I mean, uh, you know, so. once you put things out on the internet, they, they're <laughs> there. It, they are. And, I mean, really, going into this four-game stretch, starting with the Bills game and going through the Rams game, we pretty much agreed. The Titans need to win two of them. Yep. We said one of those wins needed to be against the Colts, though. Well, we said anything above two wins is great. Can't have anything less than two wins. But now, coming off beating the Bills, then beat the Chiefs, now we go up to Indianapolis. We can't let... you know As these, long as it's raining, then things should be fine. As long as it's right. Well, did you watch the game I, last I did, night? But I don't think that's going to affect things in Indy. They y they play right, don't. You're right. You, I I literally <laughs> do not know. I literally have no idea what teams playing at home and what what team. Like I just that's one thing that like I can tell you from like 2010 till probably like 2017 ish. Any player that popped up on the NFL, any, I could tell you what college they went to. Right. Like, I can't tell you anything about stadiums. <laughs> but 
Yeah, so that the rain won't really matter there, but go up to Indy. We can't let we got to keep the momentum going from these last two games, but we can't get the big head going into this. And you know, I know a lot of people may be upset that the national media isn't giving the Titans respect for beating the Chiefs, but we kind of knew after the game that it was going to the next day it was not going to be look at what the Titans did. It was going to be, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Like, what what's going on with them? And you know what? Let's keep it that way. D- don't talk about us. Keep us as underdogs. I, I hate to keep stealing stuff from Kevin Byer, but he said a lot of good things after the game. And he said, we're not trying to prove other people wrong. We're trying to prove ourselves right in what we know we can do. And that's what they're doing. That's now, what they've done with these Now classes. that you've mentioned so many Kevin Byard things, I can just like imagine you watching his press conference, and you're just like, let's go. I, damn right. <laughs> Jotting this down. That. <laughs> no, but, I mean, really, he's, he said a lot of good things there, and that's the attitude that they need to carry in. They don't need to be carrying the attitude of, we're trying to prove all these other people wrong. It needs to be, we know what this team is capable of, and we're just going to prove that we're right in what we're thinking. So just carry that over, and if they can get a win against the Colts, I think that'll pretty much wrap up the division and make it hard on the Colts to get a wild card spot. And then after that, if they not want to jump too far ahead, but they face the Rams, if they were to win these next two games, the Rams game would just be the the icing on top of the cake. Yeah. I mean, really. So, But that's all I have for this game. And looking ahead, of course, we'll have our Titans at Colts game preview show later this week. We'll be sending out a tweet, Facebook post, for you to get your bold predictions and score predictions in. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to this next week and hoping that, you know, the Titans can string together another win. And who knows, in like the next week, week and a half, you know, a little personal moment for me and my wife and really even for you having your first niece right, coming right. into the world. And so our, you know, hopefully at the latest next week, be holding my baby girl for the first time. Things are ramping up on the baby watch, so that should be <laughs> baby watch twenty twenty one. Baby watch twenty twenty one should be coming <laughs> to a close pretty soon, and okay. it's going to happen so, when the Titans are away <laughs> playing, so we don't have to worry about being in the stadium and going into labor. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, you you had been mentioning, you know, got to make it through these two weeks here of these home games. Uh, uh, come on, baby, just two more games. Got to make it through these two weeks, and then well, then we can talk. Okay? We're talking about the Bills and Chiefs. Come on. And then you know it it comes closer to time, and you're like, okay, we gotta have we gotta have something happen here because we got a home game coming up next week. <laughs> We got the two next games are away games. <laughs> yeah. We have a two week window. Okay, we have a plan. We have to execute. Is everyone <laughs> is everyone ready? So I mean, yeah, that's you know, I looking forward to that, and it, it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. 
Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this show. Thanks for listening. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. 